seconds. Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the Bert to his Ernie, Jake, gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, February 5th, 2022, and this live episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks to get an A are the ones I love, picks to get a B are the ones I like, and picks to get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, yesterday I think the model basically broke even, uh, kind of a mixed bag uh, on the whole there. You know, hey, you're playing for free, that's a win, right? Yeah, 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 and I mean, anytime you're not losing, like, die another day kind of thing, right? Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, last night, there wasn't a lot of great basketball going on. Of course, the Colorado State game was really good. The Colorado State State was just an incredible game. I lost out on it, but it was still fun to watch. And then Toledo, that one caught me by storm. That was wild, how hot Ball State was. It was a buzzsaw. I think they went nine of their first 14 from three and then ended up 14 of 29. That was nuts. Yeah, I, we talked about that one yesterday, right? And I, you know, I made the comment. I don't think either one of them go as fast of a pace um, yeah. as the total indicated, and, and and they did go a little faster than I thought. But it was the threes. I, I kept looking back at that. You know, I'm watching multiple games last night, and I kept looking back at that one, and I kept seeing the score change, and I kept thinking, surely we're further along time wise than we are. That that first half, they just couldn't miss. Uh, and, and they and they didn't really slow down in the second half. I mean, that was an impressive performance against the Toledo team that is, you know, the class of the MAC, really. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit surprising. Uh, before we get to today's slate, a reminder: please like and subscribe, follow and rate all those things. You know, we we appreciate that they help us out greatly. Drop a comment. Uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, drop a comment in the chat here uh, later today. We'll answer questions about games we don't cover. Um, we love all those comments. We respond as many as we can. Don't forget uh, about the live show. We will do this again next week. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy this one. Uh, let's get to today's games. 11 a.m. We're going to do one early game here uh, and then mostly do later games. We're going to talk about one early game. 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, UConn at Villanova. I've got a pick on the over. Uh, I locked in a over 129 and a half as a B pick. The model thinks it should be 133. Uh, Jake, this line's dropped from yesterday. I don't quite understand why it's dropped down to Villanova minus five. Uh, I, that minus five looks pretty enticing there for a Villanova team that has disappointed at times, but I, I still think is much better than UConn. What's your take? Yeah, yeah I'm, I like this uh, Villanova team. I love it at five. I, I got it at six, six and a half, I think. And I don't understand where this, like, all this respect coming for uh, UConn is. Like, they haven't really, since the beginning of the year, they really haven't beat anybody. They've, they've only beat up on the bottom of the Big East with, like, your Georgetown and St. Joe's kind of schools and Butler. And they really haven't beat anybody of value in the Big East. And then you're looking at a Villanova team that's coming home that plays extremely well at home. I mean, everybody knows they're thin on the bench, but I just they play so much better at home. They hit the threes a lot better, and they're and they're I think they're way better defensively than than UConn is. So I, I'm not exactly sure where this line is coming from. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, and and um, 
it's 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 a situation where UConn has played better, I think, than our expectations, and Villanova a little bit worse. But if if you if you're at minus five here and you give you know your standard three three and a half ish for home court, you're saying that Villanova is so underperformed, UConn so overperformed that they're only a, a point and a half, two points different. Is that's a little much for me. I think this five is a little short there. And again, my official pick is on the over. Uh, I like that as well. I think that number is a little too short. Uh, moving on to more games in the afternoon. We've got USC at Arizona, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central Arizona is out to a double-digit favorite. Uh, I locked in a B pick yesterday, Arizona at minus 10. The model thinks 11 and a half. We've talked about this before. Don't let the records fool you. USC has as good of a record as Arizona, but they haven't played anybody. I think Arizona is just in a whole different class as USC. I think they go out and get – I think they take care of business. Um, not really a letdown spot for Arizona because of the fact that they're playing a team that has a good record as well. It's not like they're playing a mediocre team that they could you know, maybe sleepwalk through. I think they'll, they'll show up to play here against a team with a, a ton of wins, and I think they can walk all over USC if they show up motivated. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, th- I think this Arizona team is just, like you said, leaps and bounds and way, uh, way ahead of USC. And USC's best best player is Evan Mobley, and he's a big guy. And Arizona's loaded with good big guys. They've got, I think, three seven-footers that play and that are very good. And the guards USC have don't match up. And ben, Benedict Mathurin, well, I think he's going to just eat today. I think it's going to be incredible watching him just go at it because USC doesn't have anything for him. And USC has been struggling here recently. They are just absolutely, I don't know, dropping the ball after that stop, really hot start they had. They're struggling to beat, like, really bad teams like California and out there in the Pac-12. And it's just rough going. Um, but uh, they and they barely beat Arizona State, who's been, who I think was without their coach and without their best player with that whole incident with the ref they had. And mm-hmm. so I think Arizona is an easy play today. Yeah, I agree. It's a big number, but it's a situation where, again, if Arizona shows up to play, they should be out second half up 15-20 or something like that, just cruising to a victory here. Um, again, don't let the records fool you on that one. One of the big games of the day, at least in previous years, a little bit disappointing of a North Carolina team this year, maybe takes a little bit of the shine off of it. 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, Duke at North Carolina. Duke is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I've got a B-pick on North Carolina getting that field goal. The model thinks this should be about a pick it, which is an interesting thought for me. It's like we always talk about, remember what the model's doing is it's it's kind of trying to figure out an expected value, right? The key for me is which UNC team shows up. We've seen if the good UNC team shows up at home, they win this game outright. If if the bad UNC team shows up, they get run out of their own building. And that's what the, the model's t- looking, again, at an expected value here, not trying to say what will happen, just trying to say on average – thinks that this game should be about a pick and that Duke is a few points better, but at North Carolina balances that out. So I'm going to take the field goal with North Carolina and hope that it's a tight game and maybe UNC can at least keep it close or pull it out. Um, but Jake, that's that's the big question. Which UNC team shows up? I think that's going to determine who wins this game. What's your opinion? I'm I'm all over Duke, as you can see with the hockey sweater and everything we got. I grew up a Duke fan. I hate and. Like, I've been more of a Tennessee fan here recently, just kind of hometown thing, but I still hate North Carolina. But I, and don't let that fool you. They don't have a quad one win this year. They have not beat a good team. And this, I mean, this is a real 
kind of make or break for them. Like, could really do a lot for them seeding if they can win this. But I, I don't think they do it. Duke has got an incredible offense and a really good defense. And North Carolina doesn't have the guards. They're undersized, they're undersized and undermanned from the guard standpoint against a healthy Duke team with Trevor Kills and Roach and Wendell Moore and Paulo Blanchero. There's not a matchup in the world for him the way the way he's playing. So as long as Duke doesn't forget to give him the ball like some, they sometimes do, they should be able to handle this team. And, like, Armando Baycott is their best player, and he's very, very good. But Duke's got the big guys to bang with him. With Theo John being thick, thick enough to battle with him and the way Mark Williams is playing right now, it's really good. Like, it's a really good matchup for this Duke team. And Coach K, I believe, is going to run in there and win his last one in Chapel. All right, all right. We try to we try to give one game here that we disagree on each show. All right, so this is the one that, that Jake and I are on opposite sides on uh, here, Duke and North Carolina. It should be a good one. At the same time, we've got Penn State at Wisconsin. Uh, it's a B-pick for me, laying the points with the Badgers. Uh, I laid nine yesterday. It's at eight and a half now. The model thinks it should be a double-digit game. Jake, I'm not sure if Penn State – when do they give up on the season? I feel like they've lost some close games. They've kind of hung in. They've had some moments, but for the most part, it's been a disappointing year on the road. I, you know, I think I always like to talk about multiple ways you can win a bet, right? You, you, you never want to put yourself in a corner where it's like, this has to happen and this has to happen. I think there's multiple ways Wisconsin wins this. Number one, they're just straight up the better team at home. But then number two, there's a possibility, and the model isn't considering this, but there's a possibility that Penn State is to the point of the season where they're just getting discouraged. They just mail it in, and Wisconsin just gets an easy victory that way. So a couple different ways we can win on Wisconsin. Give us your take. Yeah, I'm, I'm on this Wisconsin team. Penn State doesn't travel well. They've got one road win on the year, and that was, I believe, Northwestern. So, And we know Northwestern finds ways to lose games. Um, and they're, they've got a losing record against the spread on the road. They're, they don't rank above 100 in a single offensive category. So that I just and they don't force any hardly any turnovers. They rank 356th of the 358 teams with with only nine turnovers forced a game, and then it, so it really won't surprise me if Wisconsin doesn't have a turnover this game, like because they lead the nation in taking care of the ball, and you're going against one of the worst teams at forcing it. Um, there's not a matchup for Johnny Davis that Penn State has that's he's not going to be able to take advantage of. And if Wisconsin has Tyler Wall and Brad Davidson play their normal games, they they should run away with this because there's just not enough talent on that Penn State team, like. Mm-hmm. I know, and Wisconsin at home is a different ball game. I know they're coming off that that big loss to Illinois, but they really weren't out of that game. And Brad Davidson had probably his worst shooting night of his career, and Tyler Wall was bad. And I mean, Kofi had—I mean, Kofi's great, but Kofi had what one of his best Big Ten game ever. Missed three right. shots and had thirty-seven points. So I don't—I think that was more of a fluke. And I think Wisconsin comes home and writes the ship at home. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Wisconsin's got so much depth. As long as all of their guys don't have no-shows, they should be able to get scoring somewhere and take care of business there. Um, also, same time, we, we got a few SEC games to cover here. Uh, LSU at Vanderbilt. Uh, LSU is a short favorite. I've got an A pick backing the Tigers there. The model thinks this should be six. 
I locked in three yesterday. Um, I know this is on the road at Vanderbilt, uh, kind of an up and down Vanderbilt team, but one that I just don't think is in the same class as LSU. LSU has been dealing with a little bit of ups and downs with some of the injuries, but in general, I think they've got better depth than Vanderbilt. I think they've got better talent than Vanderbilt. I feel like they go on the road and get the win. The only ask here is that they, you know, do it by more than a field goal. Uh, Jake, what's your what's your prediction? Yeah, I'm I'm riding this LSU team. A little nervous about it the way Vandy's been playing recently. They've they've only had one game they got over double digits, and that was Kentucky, like at home. But and the weird home court advantage they have with where the benches are is yeah. always throws people for a loop their first few times there. But I think this LSU team is so good defensively, and they're getting healthier with Xavier Pinson, so the offense should come around a little bit because he leads the team in assists with about almost seven. So that, that kind of helps alleviate the burden off the other guys, and I believe Darius Days is good to go to today. So their their offense should get better than what it has been last few, and this Vandy team offensively is who you got. I mean, Scotty Pippen Jr., incredible. Mm-hmm. Jordan Wright is good. After that, you can pull people out of the crowd. It's yep. you, you know they're not they're not very they just don't have enough depth there to for it to come. But in the turnovers they have, they're up around 13, 14 a game. And LSU is just and like we've said I've said before is incredibly defensively and they're in your face pressure and they force a bunch of turnovers. I think they're forcing nearly eighteen a game. So I think that's where this game flips and it ends up being around the like seven to ten mark. Yeah, it's it's a situation we've talked about LSU's defense a lot. If Will Wade, you know, can develop a good game plan, this is kind of one of those games where you look at it and say, this is where you earn your dollars as a coach, because he's only got a couple of guys he really has to stop with a really good defense. That should be an easy task. So as long as they come with the right game plan to do that, it's going to be really hard for Vanderbilt to score enough points to hang in there, um, in my opinion. Also in the SEC, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, Kentucky at Alabama. Jake, this one confuses me here. Yesterday, Kentucky was a slight favorite. I locked in a B-pick on the Wildcats. The model makes them a a three-and-a-half point favorite. Now Bama's a short favorite. Obviously, the probability the game lands at one isn't extremely high, but I don't quite understand the love for Alabama. They aren't as good as they were earlier in the season. They did have that win against Baylor, but that was a Baylor team without half their guards, and their guard depth um, really taking a hit in that game was just not a good matchup for the way Bama plays. Otherwise, Bama hasn't really beaten a team at full street, I guess the hope if you're backing Bama is that Kentucky has a whole bunch of get more guys out or something. Uh, yeah. I, I don't quite understand it. I think Kentucky's able to go on the road and get the victory here, Jake. What's what's your take? Yeah, and this is the second time in a row the the number for Kentucky has just been weird. Yeah, like with, yeah. I know the Kansas game that was insane, and now this same one, thing. I, right? I don't like this Kentucky team is going to be back pretty much full strength. They'll have Ty Ty back and. I mean, there's not a player on Alabama's team that matches up with Oscar Sheikway. It's, it's. I don't. I don't get it. Kentucky, I think, handles their business here. I think this ends up closer to ten, um, yep. with the way the way Kentucky plays, and they've got the long athletic guards that should take advantage of any and all the turnovers that, that Alabama plays. And Alabama's not shooting the ball well. They, like you said, Baylor was really lacking their depth there. It, yep. Kentucky's got plenty of it. And I just – I really don't understand, especially with Jacob Toppin coming back. I mean, you can't even say that, like, they get Oscar Sheepway in foul trouble. It's going to be 
I, I'm really confused with this line. Kentucky should handle this fairly easy. Yeah, I, so if I you can agree. get them plus money line. Grab them. I would. I was. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, you know, taking a point and a half is great. Take, you know, plus one hundred five or whatever you can get on the money line. It, 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 this this blows my mind. We were talking about this before the show. The last team that Bama has beaten at full strength was a Houston team, which feels like ages ago. And, and of course, it's yeah. interesting because Houston then got so banged up after that. They've even lost to some teams not at full strength. And like you said, Kentucky being back at full strength. This just I just I just don't understand it. I don't know if it's like a false move or something like that, but this is one where I think Kentucky makes a ton of sense here. And that one, I think to me, the last thing I'll say on this game before we move on, the key is going to be Bama has these runs where they try to just get up and down the court and play at this at that frenetic pace we talk about, shoot a lot of threes, but a, a defense like Kentucky, all they got to do is force a, a few missed threes in a row, which shouldn't be hard with the way Bama has shot of late, get a few points. Kentucky almost assuredly is going to have a couple of 8-0 type runs, and I just don't know how Alabama overcomes that. That's going to be the key for Alabama. If Alabama can avoid Kentucky going on those 8-0 runs, that's how they do it. I just don't see it happening. I think Kentucky's too good. They're going to have too many situations where they score enough buckets in a row. Bama is so hit or miss with shooting. I just think Kentucky gets it done. This line doesn't make any sense to me. And then one last game breakdown before we get to the buzzer beaters, before we get to our live Q&A. So if you have a game that you have a question on that we have not talked about already, uh, go ahead and drop that in the comment, and we'll uh, hit that at the end. We'll just shoot from the hip and just kind of give you whatever take we got on it. Our last game breakdown, Mississippi State at Arkansas. Arkansas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I've got the under. I locked in 147 yesterday. It's down to 146 now. So, again, another little shameless plug there. Follow me on Twitter. Check out the Google Sheet. I'll post. I'll tweet anytime I update that uh, sheet. Uh, the number's already coming down a little bit. The model thinks it should be 145. So, definitely a higher scoring game, but a little... ...segments where both teams struggle, um, and this should set us up nicely for an under... I'm I'm like I'm leaning Arkansas on this. I, I really like. I think they've turned the corner here. They're getting really good. Um, they're they're underrated offensively with the uh, being ranked 49th in the nation. They hit their free throws. They just don't shoot the ball well from three. You've got and they're really good defensively. Well, they rank 37th in the nation there. They force 15, 16 turnovers a game. Um, Iverson Molinar is. A really good player for Mississippi State, so him versus JD Note will be incredible to watch. But um, play like the way Arkansas has played of late, and the way Mississippi State is playing of late, I don't believe that Mississippi State's got enough to co- to cover this. So I think Arkansas gets them, especially at home, and what and JD Note I think will carry them to a six to eight point victory. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense there we had a little bit of a technical difficulty i don't know if we are back on there i don't know the joys of live tv right it looks like we're (laughs) i show us both back on the stream uh but the timing thing on this all right it looks like it it sounds like we are uh we are back that the timing just got a little bit off on on us so so you like arkansas there you think there's too much uh too much for for mississippi State to handle i think that makes 
uh, a lot of sense there. They are playing better as of late. Uh, buzzer beater. So we've got a bunch of games on the slate today. So we had a ton of games to choose from. Uh, I am taking VCU as the A-plus play of the day. It's a large number at 10, but I think they could get it done. I think uh, they get an easy home victory there. I've got the best B-side. I've got Clemson minus 2. And then I've got the – every dog has its day. Little Rock, I'm taking them plus 110. That's a B-pick for me. And the plug your nose and play anyway, I've got Portland – plus 13, a Portland team that kind of let us down a little bit uh, last time. I'm going back to them today here. You know, if they if they don't get it done for us here, then, uh, you know, maybe this will be the last time I back them. But I've liked Portland. They've been mostly good to us. I'm going to give them one more try here on the plug your nose and play game. Uh, Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Um, I'm loving this Texas Tech team. I'm going to keep riding them. They, and then with Tash Sherman going down towards the end of the Baylor game, and with him being questionable, I, I don't think – one, I don't think he plays because I think they're not – got him as a concussion. But even if he does, he's not going to be at 100%. And I think Texas Tech covers the six number that I took him at, but I think it's down to four and a half now. So I'll, I'll jump all over that. And then I love this Texas A&M – I guess both of my buzzer beaters are living in Texas. Uh, Texas <laughs> A&M with minus eight and a half over this Missouri team. The Missouri is – garbage offensively and i don't understand how they keep covering at home i think it ends today i think texas a&m's defense is good enough to slow them down and score just enough to get us over the eight and a half mark yeah and we we talked to a pre-show about missouri missouri's been a team that's been puzzling to me i don't quite understand they 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 show up and they play really great some games and then they disappear other games. I don't know what to make of them. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I keep thinking like at some point this run has to end. Right? Um, yeah, let's, uh, we've, let's check out the comments here. Let's see if we can talk about another couple games. Uh, Cousin Jared has asked uh, which way we would lean in the total in the Wisconsin game. Uh, so I've got to find where are our notes for that one. Uh, yeah, so I've got I've got that total at 129. So right on the number um, for that one, Jake. What are your thoughts on on Penn State? We talked about Penn State's offense struggling in the past. Do you think 129 is too many on that one? Yeah, I, I lean more the under, um, but just because I don't think Penn State has enough offense, but. It's kind of right, right about where I would expect it to be, though. So I would lean under, if anything. But I think I'm in the same. I think I'm in the same boat. The numbers moved up to 130 and a half. So at 129, it it, it, it makes sense to be under. The other the other thing to note on that on that one is if it plays out like we think it will, with Wisconsin getting a nice easy victory, that could lead to a boring second half. Um, so I definitely think the under on that one. Uh, we've got a question about Gonzaga-BYU. I kind of forgot that game was happening because of the fact that yeah. BYU has been such a disappointment. We talked about them. Yeah, we talked about them a lot this week. Um, so Gonzaga is a 12.5-point favorite over BYU. Uh, Jake, you have anything for us on that one? Yeah, I think B uh, Gonzaga is just going to run through this BYU team. Uh, they don't have the talent. They don't have – the coaching, they don't have the fans. I, I don't, whatever category you want to put up, Gonzaga's better. And I think it's going to cover very easy in this one. This probably is a blowout territory. 
Yeah, I think I think this is an interesting one because this game, you know, the Gonzaga BYU game, the Gonzaga St. Mary's games have been the ones typically in years past that Gonzaga has been able to roll at home, but then on the road has maybe struggled a little bit. They've been more higher scoring fun games, but unlike you, I just don't think BYU is the same team as they've been in the past. I'll give you this. My model makes this 12.7. So on the spread, the model doesn't have an edge either way, but I'm kind of like you, Jake. Like if you force me to pick, I'm taking Gonzaga just because I just don't know if the model realizes just how bad this BYU team um, has gotten. I will say also on that game, uh, I make the total about 155, so I locked in a, under 151 yesterday. These games t have tended to be high scoring in years past, but I just I, I watched BYU the other night. If that offense disappears like it did in that game, it's going to have a hard time getting. To, it's going. Gonzaga's going to have to score a hundred to get that game over a hundred and fifty nine for that one. We have another comment on Tennessee and South Carolina. So, Jake, you, you know Tennessee pretty well. So, what's your take yeah. on that game? I, I love Tennessee here. They worry me on the road, but I'm I'm taking Tennessee. I don't think South Carolina is good enough, and the way and Tennessee's been playing better offensively, they've kind of changed their offensive strategy with attacking the rim more than depending on the threes. And so that's kind of helped them out. And if I think their defense covers South Carolina so well that I, th I think when I can't remember the total, but it was, I think it was 20, 25 against when they beat South Carolina at Tennessee. So I think they cover this number fairly easy. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I locked in a B pick on Tennessee minus seven yesterday. The model makes it closer to nine. So that's about a 5% edge. Uh, for me, uh, seven being a key number. Uh, what is the number? I'll pull up real quick what the number is as of this morning. At this morning, seven and a half. So uh, if you can get seven, I like that a lot better being seven, a key number. But I think, I, I kind of think those single digit ones are probably pretty safe there. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I think that Tennessee um, wins by double digits. Uh, Fordham and St. Joseph's, we've got a question about that one. Uh, looks like Fordham, uh, St. Joseph's was minus five yesterday, another minus four yeah. and a half. Um, the model makes that five, so I've put that number right at it, but I'm playing the over. I played yesterday the over at 135 and a half, but the total now is at 137. So right now with the number, I, I'm having a hard time finding an edge on that game right now. I like that I got that over before it moved up a point and a half. Uh, did you have anything on Fordham and St. Joseph's? I mean, I don't know these teams that well. I'm the numbers and everything say to take Fordham plus five, but like you said, you've you've got it nailed there right there at five. So I I, I wish I could help you out a little more there, but I, I can't help too much. I, I don't know I don't know Fordham that much since they lost their best player when he left right. school. I, I kind of quit paying attention to him. Yep, yep, that definitely took a little bit of the shine off of them. We got a question about Purdue minus. Eight and a half over Michigan. I had that yesterday at 11. So if that's actually eight and a half now, uh, yeah, I see eight. Wow, that number has come down a ton. I wonder if, was there any injury news there this morning that I missed from yesterday? Not not that I know of. I haven't checked. I'll double check. But that's wild to me because, I, I mean, people are banking. Like, I guess this might be um, – a must-win situation for Michigan because I don't. If they don't get this, I don't think they make the tournament. Honestly, I don't see. Yeah, at eleven and eight, they're in trouble. Yeah. That number yeah. seems very surprising to me. I don't understand quite the love on Michigan. I it, it I make the number eleven. So at eleven, 
it's not crazy to take Michigan thinking they can keep it close, thinking if there's fouls at the end, they probably don't foul and make it 12, right? But at eight, eight and a half, I have to think Purdue's the side there. That's really surprising. Yeah, um, yeah like Hunter Dickinson struggles against big guys. Like he gets in foul trouble and Purdue's got two of the best. And I don't think there's a, J- a Jaden Ivey counter. And if Sasha's going, I don't think there's a way uh, Michigan covers eight and a half, let yeah. alone ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got an overplay on that one, though. I've been riding Purdue overs. Uh, the model is 10-4 and four on over edges on Purdue this season. Uh, I make the game 150, so the total of 145. I, I really like the over in that uh, Purdue that, game. That makes sense. A, t- a team with no defense and a great offense. Kind of yeah, yeah. They, I, the number just hasn't caught up to Purdue. I don't quite know why. I feel, I feel like I feel like once a week we cover a Purdue game, and I'm on this podcast saying take the over, and it's mostly worked out for us. Uh, we got a question here: Dayton, St. Louis, St. Louis uh, minus four. Uh, that one should be an interesting game. Two teams that uh, you know looking to make some noise here in the Atlantic Ten. Uh, I have a I had a B pick yesterday on St. Louis minus three and a half. I still think four is probably pretty safe. I make it a little bit more than four. Uh, did you have anything on Dayton, St. Louis? Yeah, I'm on. I'm actually on Dayton. I'm, the, I'm disagreeing with your number. Okay. I like Dayton All right. four. Um, I think they're playing very well. Like going here, and I think St. Louis is not as getting a little too much respect. I don't believe they are as good as what they, all their numbers are saying right now. So I think Dayton is, is the side here. Um, I, I, I feel like back to, back to a Dayton Davidson uh, A10 championship kind of thing. I I I. I I'm sad I don't watch as much A-10 as I do. It seems like a fun conference. There's a lot of these teams that seem very frisky, but I just, I don't, there's only so much time to watch some of these, right? But both of those teams feel like teams that could make a run in, in the tournament should they get there. They're both like, you know, they're not obviously top, top tier, but they both seem like solid teams. Uh, I got a question on Notre Dame and NC State. That one's around a pick I think Notre Dame wins this game. I don't see any reason to stop riding them. They've been playing really well of late. Uh, NC State, I just think is a disappointment. So I, I'm taking Notre Dame in that game. Jake, I, I assume you are too, because I feel like you've both been kind of riding Notre Dame. Yeah, we, we both like Notre Dame. I th- I'm, I'm kind of surprised that NC State's favorite. I know it's at NC State, but with the way – NC State's been playing lately, and how dependent they are on Searborn. Uh, I mean, he's incredible, but I, I don't think it's enough to get by this very solid and better defensively. Think about what Notre Dame just did to Duke uh, from a defensive standpoint. I think what fifty-seven to a Duke team that's up averaging in the seventies. That's pretty good. And then they've got a really good big guy, the Yale transfer. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was the Ivy League Player of the Year last year and then it's now playing in Notre Dame and doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Troy, Georgia Southern, uh, Georgia Southern minus one and a half. Uh, I would like, I would take Georgia Southern there. My number makes that almost a field goal. I locked in the under 130 and a half yesterday. Um, I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Georgia Southern. There. You're on Georgia Southern as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then a question on Oregon, Utah. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you know, Justin Young here in the chat brought Oregon-Utah up because this is a game that, you know, or an Oregon team that I've been wanting to talk about lately because we were on this pod a few weeks ago talking about how great Oregon was. They really come along, and then they just laid an egg against, I believe, Colorado at home, I believe it was. And we were like, oh, maybe we don't really know about Oregon. But then since then, they've continued to play well. So it looks like that game was just the aberration. Um, 
Oregon looking solid again. Uh, and Oregon, Utah, I've got the over uh, 139 I locked in uh, yesterday. I've got this at 144. So I think that this is going to be a little bit higher scoring. Um, I've pegged the number pretty close. I think Oregon minus four. But it, at some point, you know, I look at what the model says and then my personal opinion. You know, the model saying Oregon minus four, but I really like the way Oregon's playing. Um, if, if it's me, I'm, I'm laying three and a half. I don't know exactly what the number is right now. I can pull that up. But yeah. I, I personally, just, I like the way Oregon's playing. Again, you move that one Colorado game. They look pretty good. Jake, you have anything on that one? Yeah, I, I really like the Oregon. I, I hate Utah. <laughs> and that was a state of the team. Um, Lovely place I, to visit. Lots of outdoor stuff to do. Yeah. But it's just they're playing – Utah's playing real rough right now. It's been a struggle for them in the Pac-12. So I think Oregon covers this. I think it, I think it stays under 10, but I think three and a half, four is a good, is a good spot. And, yeah, and I and I see right now it's down to three. So I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I would I would lay the points, lay the three points with Oregon uh, there. And like I said, I still like the over on that one. A, a five point differential is a pretty a pretty high one too. We'll take one more here, um, well, and then we'll. Uh, Temple Tulsa. Uh, Matt Z was asking about Temple oh. Tulsa. I, oh, okay, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I missed that one. Temple. We'll take we'll take one more. We'll take two more. We'll take that one, and we'll take the other one since it's uh, UVA. Uh, Temple Tulsa. What do you got for us on that one? Uh, I'm I'm on Temple, and it's more of how how much I don't like Tulsa than I like Temple. Um, but I, like I don't know too much to dive into each, either team. It's just I know I've had I've done well fading Tulsa this year. Mm -hmm. I've got Temple minus four um, as a B pick. I make that game a little over five, so I would take Temple as well. Um, they have been a they've they've covered more than they, they've they've been a profitable team if you just back them. So I I'm I'm with you on. Temple minus for a home, and then we'll do one more here, Miami Virginia, since that's kind of a a, a a game between a team that is now maybe maybe the second best ACC team in Miami, which is bonkers to say against a team yeah. against Virginia who uh, has just completely fallen apart. Still plays at a really really slow pace, but has no defense whatsoever. It's incredible how bad their defense actually. They're holding teams down because they go so slow, but it just mind-blowing for me on that one what do you have for miami virginia yeah i don't i don't get why well, virginia's favorite i know miami just struggled in their last maybe game <clears throat> two games but i think miami gets it right here larinag is a good coach and he'll get this team going and you're right virginia just like you play slow and so they <laughs> they never have a chance to score and then they're bad on defense, so it's I don't I don't understand what what Tony Bennett's doing with this team. He's got to be losing his mind. Yeah, and he's been such a great coach for so long. It's it's something's just off with you know who he got in and how that's working. Um, I'm taking the over. The model takes the over on Virginia every time. It knows about pace, but it also knows how bad Virginia's defense is. It's been about 50-50 on them over-under, so it's not like it's worked really well. Like with Purdue, taking the over just worked great. So I'm on the over in Miami-Virginia. The model makes this Virginia minus 3.6, but I will comment that um, a lot of the analytics just are not favorable to Miami. They've been really good on the luck ratings, so I don't know what to make of that. We talk about with some of the luck. Sometimes that kind of is more an indication of you know, chemistry and all these other intangible things that we just can't model. And so we kind of attribute it to luck because we don't know what to call it. Um, I think that one, the, the, the question is, do you think the advanced analytics of Miami isn't that good? Do you think that's real and that's going to come to an end? And so Virginia's the side, or do you think 
that they're, they're just missing it. And, and this is real what they're doing. I think it's the question you have to ask yourself on that game. If you think what Miami has done is sustainable, I'm with you. I think take the three and a half, maybe take them plus odds in the money line there. Um, again, the numbers don't like Miami, but I don't, I don't know if that's real or not. So I'm taking the over just because like I said, Virginia's defense is so bad. If Miami speeds them up any, the number is really low. Um, so it's kind of my side on that one, but it should be an, it should be an interesting game. Uh, for two teams that, you know, Miami really trying to build its resume because they're not a lock to make the tournament. Virginia, one who's got to get going or they're going to miss the tournament completely, which is I don't, I don't think they're gonna hard to it. imagine. I yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. Well, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. They got, if they get, get rolling here in February, they, they could turn it around. But, I mean, they got to go. Well, they got to go now, you know. I think they've got they, – I think they're dependent on the ACC tournament. I, I, oh, I really just, think their resumes that, that week, a weaker ACC – yeah, it just it just blows my mind. Uh, coming into the season, if you said Virginia was down, I would have never said we're here thinking it's almost impossible for them to make the tournament. You know, it, it blo- yeah. blows my mind. Um, thanks everyone for all those comments. That was a lot of fun, just kind of shooting from the hip on those games. That's all we've got for you today. Um, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. There are 150 of them, so if we didn't cover it here, I've got a pick for you on that sheet. Jake's got a pick on either all of them or almost all of them. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We'll get you a new episode every weekday, and we'll do these live Q&A things on Saturdays. Uh, we will see you Monday. Until then, remember, You can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.